Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio's ESL podcast, man. I am so grateful to be back again. And today, well, the thing is, my my, my voice is still a little bit, you know, it's just dragging all over the place, but it's all good because I'm here and I'm giving you part two of the next episode. So remember, I told you guys, oh, oh man, we were breaking it down in terms of jobs, holidays, hotels, cities in the last uh, Business English podcast episode. And now... It's time to go into films, books, restaurants, and people. I'm going to drop the jokes, too. All right, so here we go. Let's break this down. Films, and oh, my God, man. This is how you could build. Remember, we talked about conversation gamuts that gets people talking, asking the right questions or questions in general to get people uh, you know, to speak to. And so looking at this, again, one film. I have space, which I really space is space. A lot of people think mm, is a mm, actor or actress. Now, this is so hard because me, I would just have to break this down because it's kind of like baiting you into giving some kind of bad information. But I would have to say, to be honest, anytime someone says one of the best movies, I always go back to 2002 and talk about, you know, Antoine Fisher or 2000, 2001, Men of Honor. Um, you know, I do believe Inception was a fantastic one. But if I look at really, really good, let's say foreign films, right? Uh, if I look at two of them, which are my favorite, I think Invisible Guest uh, was one, and that's a Spanish film. You can check that on. Uh, just unbelievable acting. Oh my God, they're so good. But you know what? I'm gonna go out on limb here, and I'm gonna talk about Parasite. I'm gonna say that the one film I have watched, which I really believe was remarkable, is Parasite. Now, a lot of people in America, you know, especially their, uh, their, their previous president, said that why was a foreign film nominate, nominated as Best Picture? What the hell? What, uh, the, I'm, uh, listen, it has nothing to do with foreign. There's no such thing as foreign except the Americans' ideas to what this world really is. Okay, that's number one. Number two, you're never going to beat out those actors. The, um, the amount of unbelievable, we're talking sheer acting that Koreans have is far beyond anything in America. If we look at the typical Hollywood actors, the Adam Sandler, who I think is just really not even an actor. Um, if I look at Jennifer Aniston, anyone from like the 90s, very bogus acting. Now, yes, if you look at Samuel L. Jackson, he's just more of himself, you know, in his movies. There's nothing unbelievable. Um, you know, if we look at, uh, you know, Django Unchained and whatnot, I mean, th these people are just playing a little bit of a different role, nothing way out of character. Um, but to be honest with you, you, like, if we look at Parasite and how they live those characters, it's a difference between acting it and living it. And I just thought, now, I'm not saying everyone in the movie Parasite was unbelievable. I'm talking about, obviously, the family that was living you know, below ground and, you know, and seeing the socio-economical crisis that's happening out there, just unbelievable and just so, just so influential, influential and so impactful. Um, definitely the best foreign film. Again, Squid Game is another one of those series where I look at the prolific style of acting uh, on display there. And I don't look at the whole, oh, you, you, the, the whole end result. That's like a very literal way of thinking about it. 
I'm looking at it from like a, oh my God, people are in financial ruins and they are willing to risk anything, even their lives to sacrifice and others' lives around them to win some money in which they believe once they get it, everything will be okay, but they still have to wake up and see themselves in the mirror every single day. And that's just so hard to live by, you know? So looking at those actors and, oh my God, I don't know if you guys watch Squid Game, but you know, there was one episode that was just so tragic. It was so gut-wrenching. Uh, it was the one that where they played the marbles, you know, the guy, you know, he killed, he, he beat his wife and then, the, the Indian guy who, oh man, that guy's amazing. He's an amazing actor too. And then the older guy who ended up being alive at the end, spoiler alert. Um, but man, just seriously, I, like in that, and the little girl who said, thank you so much for caring about me. And then she ended up getting killed. Yo, that episode alone, like that, listen, that episode in Squid Game was so that was more emotional than any movie in American history. And a lot of people would disagree with me, but I would love to, I would love like again uh, now Antoine Fisher that hits me in a deep way because obviously I lived through something similar to that men of honor, the first African-American Navy diver phenomenal beyond belief. I get, I could point out so many other movies like the great debaters of Wiley college uh, that was a very the, one of the most impactful movies. It just came out like 15 years ago, and a lot of people didn't know about it. Nor did a lot of America would like to watch something like that because they're like, oh, well, we already know about this. Get over it. You know what I mean? The, the lack of empathy in America. You guys know that. But anyways, um, wow. Uh, Korean movies, Korean series, just we're talking at the forefront of acting. Just phenomenal. So there it is. Those are the types of movies I love watching. I mean, even K-drama got me glued, too. I'm telling you, man, the acting, you just do not know. Oh, there was another movie with the, one, one of the famous actresses in uh, Korea. Very beautiful. Um, her, her, further, her father got killed. She ended up joining, like, a detective force. Yo, that was a brilliant series. I mean, you're just American series. You guys just aren't putting it together. You know, Black Summer season two was pretty bogus compared to season one. Um, but even if you look at the acting in those series, it's nothing on the scale of Korea. This is why I am just such a massive fan of Korean movies. And Jap Japan, you guys got to get better. You guys got to like make more of those too, okay? Because I love Japanese actors and actors. Some of the actresses, man, oh my God, I love them so much. And some of the actors, oh my God, Ken Watanabe, I think that was his name. Um, he starred in The Last Samurai. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> boy, I'm telling you, I hold my Koreans and my Japanese very close to heart and the Spanish now too. Argentinian, not too bad, not too bad. They could work on the game, but not too bad. Mexican also another one that's actually pretty good, uh, pretty good actors and actresses. Colombians, absolutely too. So big shout out to all five countries and their actors and actresses because man, I'm telling you, the series and the movies from these countries Oh man, they're just God, they're, they're just unreal. So that's why I had to cancel my subscription with Netflix. <laughs> let's keep it going. Books, one of the most, let's say one of the most impactful is an adjective I'm gonna use. Impactful books I've read recently is, I'm not gonna do recently, but I've ever read is, oh man, you guys already know about personal development. Oh man, uh, I can always go, what is the most impactful book? that I've ever read. 
And it's so hard because obviously you look at Brendan Bouchard's high performance habits. I haven't heard of the motivational man, uh, manifesto just yet. Uh, I haven't read, you know, I'm probably going to listen to that more than uh, read it. Uh, Lisa Nichols abundance. Now, you know, those are some hugely impactful books, but I'm going to have to go. Oh man, Jesus. Dale Car. Uh, what is it? Darren Hardy's compound effect. Phenomenal. It's so hard. I'm going to go with Napoleon Hill's law of success. And the reason why I'm going to go with that is because I learned the different laws, the law of self-control, uh, initiative and leadership, doing more than what you're paid to do. Um, oh, my God, there were so many of them. Again, Jack Canfield's uh, 67 Principles, was, uh, you know, those that was an unbelievable book, too. But, man, I would have to say that those laws and me establishing that, that had to be huge. The bit, the biggest. Now, again, Napoleon Hill's positive mental attitude. Another one. I would absolutely have to go with Dale Carnegie's "How to Stop Worrying, How to Influence People." And to be honest with you, another very close number two book is Dale Carnegie's "How to Win and Influence People." But again, the most actionable book I would have to go with is "The High Performance Habits" by Brendan Bouchard, by far. Uh, Darren Hardy's "Compound Effect" probably at a very close number two. Now, I've read other books, you know, I've read, uh, like I said, Lisa Nichols, Abundance Now, Gary Vee, that's more about like social media and stuff. Uh, but those books, oh yeah. So if I could recommend, I remember there's a guy from Vietnam who asked me about a specific book and he's like, hey, have you uh, read Dale Carnegie's How to Win and Influence People? I said, man, I wrote blogs on that book four years ago. I was glued into that book for about four to five years. Absolutely. Another very <clears throat> impactful book in a way where I think about assets and liabilities was, would have to be uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Yep, the Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, again, you can get this book online for free. Don't even, you can't pay it. I know I'm promoting <laughs> buffoonery, but whatever. Um, but yeah, because you talk, you know, I made, I made, I realized that, okay, assets equals royalties. Royalties equals not exchanging time for money. Unbelievably important, right? And so there it is, people. If you want some personal development. Now, again, I'm reading, um, what is it? I'm reading uh, Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk. But again, like me, I think I need things very actionable because I am a high performance trainer, right? So I'm looking to put things into action, the question, the intent. And a lot of books, they lack that intent. Going back to the Bible of books, of personal development, Napoleon Hill's either Think and Grow Rich, or Think and Grow Rich, or you know, Law of Success. There's not many actionable things within the, that book or those books, you know. So keep that in mind, people. Restaurants. We got two more restaurants. The space restaurant I've ever been to, and is called mm, the last time I was there. So. The most amazing restaurant I've ever been in is called, oh my God, this is so hard because I have to think about all the restaurants, right? And this is the most difficult thing. Okay, now, obviously, <clears throat> what is it? Obviously in America now, Australia, that was the best steak I ever had at Hurricane Grill uh, over there in North Ride in Sydney, Australia, not too far from McQuarrie. Um, and, oh, but it has to be here in Thailand the best restaurant. It's so hard. It is so hard. But a restaurant that really left me like, oh my God, that was amazing. 
You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. It's not a five-star restaurant. It's called Pinocchio's. Um, this is an Italian restaurant uh, that I sometimes go to with a friend in a place called Muntong Tani. And to be honest with you, that's uh, easily the best lasagna, best pizza, best salad, best uh, fettuccine Alfredo. And it's in a house. It's a family-owned business. It has such a personal touch. And that's who I am. You know, I went to a new gym just yesterday for the first time because, you know, it's about, you know, sometimes when you look at the housewives and you go to gym with the housewives, there's not much connection. Like people don't really want to connect. You know, you just, I feel like there's always a barrier up. So I switched it up and I went to another gym and I met this guy who I believe who was a pretty much American, although he has a Thai name. And I told him, I said, that personal touch and the personal connection is everything. See, when I walked into that gym, he came to me. He's like, hey, what, are you Arsenio? Hey, come on down here. Hey, you know, can I take you on a tour of the gym? Man, it was 15 minutes of beauty. And that's one thing about <clears throat> Americans and how we provide such phenomenal service. And I go to it, I always look at things. I love deeper connections because I'm a deep connection type of person, right? And when it comes to restaurants and you have the, the owner's wife come out and she's like, oh my God, I haven't seen you guys in such a long time. How's everything going? See, that's just beautiful to me. I think that's just absolute. For other people, they're just looking for good food. Other people look for good service. Other people look for environment. There's a number of things. There've been a couple of Mexican restaurants I've been to, as a matter of fact, about three of them. Phenomenal. Just amazing, right? And, you know, just a couple of others uh, that I've had the, the pleasure of going to. But that home Italian restaurant that I go to is the best. And it's not because they have the best Italian food that I've ever had in my life. It's simply because everything, the environment, the music, the wine, the people, any, once we walk in and once we walk out, it's an experience. And that's what's so beautiful about it. So big shout out to Pinocchio's out here in Bangkok, Thailand. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Last one. People. <sighs> I've spaced some space people, but there was this one guy or woman I space and mm, cooed. So here we go. I've met some interesting people. All right, people. I've met some very interesting people. But there was this one woman I met through a mutual friend who changed my life forever. If I look at the most impactful individual I ever met in my life, it was her. Mira Butler, transformation coach from Johannesburg. Uh, I'm sorry, Pretoria? Pretoria, South Africa. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Pretoria. That's right. Pretoria, South Africa. Um, I met her. And I brought her on to my ESL podcast. As a matter of fact, I did one with her. It was really funny because, you know, me and my South Africans, regardless of whatever background they are, man, we always like, we always blend together. The South Africans and I, for some reason, it's like me and my Latinos, we're so close. And so all of a sudden COVID had happened in March, 2020. And once it happened, like, obviously when you get, all your work taken away and they say, okay, stay home. Nothing's open. I mean, nothing was open. Absolutely nothing. When you go onto the trains, it'd be like, if there's four cars of a train, you would have maybe one person on that train. Nobody would get on anywhere. It was an absolute full scale shutdown. And she was that individual who I got very close to. She asked me a couple of questions. We had a laugh-a-thon, literally laughing for two hours on a phone call one night. And then she said, you know, we should do a collaboration. 
you know what? And she said, realize, she's like, you know what? Let's, let's figure this out. She's like, let's let here. I'm a transformation coach. I want you to go through my program. And that was the beginning of the new me from doing inner conflict therapy to bank pattern, to subcoding, to uh, limited belief and negative uh, attitude therapy. Honestly, that was three months of unreal. I'm talking unbelievable. Plus on top of that healing sessions and life coaching from April of 2020, to July of 2020, I quit so many jobs. Um, I There was so much forgiveness in my soul from things that have happened in my past with my family that I needed to move on from, but I felt like I was emotionally attached from it. So the time I got on to the call and I was like, listen, to be honest with you, I do believe that something in my past is holding me back from fulfilling, you know, not just with finances, but all the areas of my life. She's like, okay, well, let's explore that. And I realized it was abandonment. I realized that there was pain. And then I got forgiveness finally. It took 72 hours after that coaching session, after she told me, the reason why you have pain is because you felt like you were abandoned from your mother, just like you were from your father. And I was like, ooh, that's it. And I said, now what? Time for forgiveness. I didn't do anything. It just happened. And it happened when finally people who I was attached to, uh, you know, who was on my Facebook, fan, uh, siblings, they, they literally unfriended me. And I think that was the forgiveness because I felt like I no longer had anything to prove to them. And I just felt like everything in my life from probably 2013 all the way up to 2020, I was just out to prove them wrong. Like, yeah, look at your, yeah, look at your brother. Yeah, look at your, your you know, your son. He's doing way better than, I just felt like I was all, always and constantly trying to prove them wrong. Until finally, when that happened and I made that video, and she uh, removed me from her life. That was the end of it. And it was the greatest film in the world. Mira Butler, by far, the, mo the person that transformed me the most. Over the next couple of months, there were people, toxic relationships that I had that I started just canceling. Work relationships, too. I, I literally eliminated so many people and so many things from my life. From April all the way up to maybe August to September of 2020, even into 2021, you know, just last year, I like literally got rid of a couple of other individuals who I had hanging around, people who I had hanging around for 15 years, and I kept removing them. And guess what? My life now, absolute fulfillment. And so what I could say from that, like me, I'm an open book. I could speak about so many things very easily, but I want you, if you could do some research, you think about that one person who impacted you positively and influenced you in a way that no one ever has and changed the trajectory of your life forever. I want you to think about that. And it's something that, you know, it's very difficult to even comprehend because you're like, oh my God, what's one singular person, one singular event? And I could think of many things where errors ended and other eras began. I could absolutely point them out, you know? And <clears throat> I love connecting the dots and looking back. You know, to be honest, I'm actually working in a place that wouldn't have happened if I didn't work at my, my tutorial job. Whereas I got an online class and met a student who introduced me to her aunts. And one of the aunts were like, hey, we need kind of a trainer, a coach for our company. And then I got a 120 hour project. But to be honest with you, after 80 hours, relationships had gone sour, you know, over a just constant miscommunication on the other end. 
And I know that at the end, in the conclusion of these 120 hours, I'm going to be saying, okay, that's the end of an era. But what did I learn from this? I'm so grateful for being in a place like this and being able to, you know, speak to individuals, you know, from this company and you listen to different vantage points. And sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes we attach ourselves and say, okay, we have to hang on to this thing forever. And then when it goes, you're like, oh my God, no, I thought this, you know, this was going to bring me here and there. No, 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 no. You have to be able to trust the process and say, okay, well, this is ending. This prepared me for what? I'm excited for what's to come. And things are just going to continue to multiply. And that's what I'm just so excited about. So with that being said, people, you know, I, I love journaling. <clears throat> you guys already know, I love talking about a variety of different things. A lot of you go on to my high performance podcast, the Arsenio Buckshot Perspective. And um, you guys go over there and you listen to me over there too, which is amazing. Thank you so much. And at the same time, it's just all about developing. And I always have a motto. Are you the same person you were last year this time? I still remember February last year. Am I that same person? Hell no. And February last year was fantastic. That's when I started working at my first ever company. They ended up signing me directly and then they never came back. Totally fine. Totally fine. But looking at who I was and how I prepared, discipline, everything in all facets of life. Is that who I was? I mean, not me. Am I still that same person? Absolutely not. I've grown exponentially in so many different ways. And this is what makes me so excited to wake up every morning to see my growth. And I hope you guys do the same thing. So with that being said, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful The Arsenio's ESL podcast. Stay tuned for more. And I'll be seeing you in the next podcast over and out.